Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Sidelines Podcast featuring myself, Carl and Tiwa. It's been quite a while, so guys, I mean, what's up? How did your exams go? Yeah, it's definitely been a very long time. Yeah, just grinding Netflix now, the exams are over. But I mean, what about you? How did the exams go? I mean, I think it went well and I just hope it reflects our predicted grades. And actually on the note of Netflix, I've started watching The Office, even though it's not on Netflix here, but like... It's just, it's just the office. I mean, it's so funny. I highly recommend it, but like, you know, not with parents. You, Carl? <laughs> yeah, the office is definitely worth watching, but I think it gets quite boring at the end. Um, but I'm not trying to spoil anything. No, I mean the exam, buddy. Exams. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I think they went quite well in general. I mean, I finished the office in eight days. I mean, it's absolutely worth it. The next show will probably be The Last Dance, I think. And of course, tonight's game where Arsenal will face Man City. <laughs> you're, you're saying that as if City plays like Chelsea, constantly losing, buddy. No. I mean, I think it's going to be a really exciting game, though. I, I can't wait for it because it's the first game of the Premier League amidst the um, lockdown orders in the UK. Yeah, that's true. Even Villa v Sheffield uh, is going to be exciting. Both teams have a purpose of winning as Villa are fighting to stay in the league unless they lose and visit you in the league below if UEFA bans you. And Sheffield are fighting for a spot in the Europa League. It's going to be very weird though, like, without fans. I mean, some fans are used to it, especially those that watch La Liga and Bundesliga. But like, for example, imagine the NBA being played without fans. What are the mascots going to do? Actually, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, announced that the NBA plans on resuming near the end of July, with the league looking to play out of uh, mainly um, Orlando, Florida, um, being the lead contender. Um, The NBA is also planning on restarting team practices by June, and uh, the NBA and NBPA are meeting to discuss the structure of a return, including how the league will navigate the possibility of regular season games, play-in tournaments, playoff formats, and whether the full 30 teams will be brought back to the finish of the season. Apparently, Adam Silver also told the players that if there is no cure found anytime soon, the league could end up entering the 2021-22 season with no fans in the stand. But that decision was recently changed with fans being welcomed after the first round of playoffs is over. Yes, I read that he wants daily testing for all players and those testing positive to be quarantined. The games will go on with officials making sure that the others were constantly being monitored and tested. Um, yeah, he did say that. Uh, he's, uh, his words were that the players will be regularly tested, which is probably a bit less than daily. Uh, but some rumors have been flowing around that the players are not really satisfied with his extreme methods. But, I mean, you can't really blame him for wanting to keep the key, the league safe, right? Yeah, that's actually really true. I mean, there are a lot of players in the NBA. And, like, with 30 teams, it's it gets quite a lot. And actually, you know, in cricket, they're in discussion of banning um, shining cricket balls. I mean, on, on the note of, like, safety and everything. Um, rather... In terms of shining the cricket balls, they'll use like their sweat or natural dew. And I guess we'll get to see how it goes when England starts a series in New Zealand sometime this month. Man, have you seen the West Indies new kit? That thing looks fire. I mean, I, I don't mind if you buy one of those for my birthday. Oof. It's a pretty <laughs> nice gift. <laughs> sure. Also, the ICC released some new rules while, uh, while a while back 
uh, playing conditions and protocols that have to be taken? Yeah, they um they actually have. So the ICC actually recommended a phased approach towards re- resuming training activity, of course, which have been agreed with government officials of various countries. And the first stage includes like individual training, um, and then it goes on to training in groups of three or less. And then after that, um, groups of three or less, it goes to groups of ten and less, and then at last, um, proper games with ten plus members, with of course limiting contact. And I think that. Cricket will definitely start soon, especially since it's quite easy to maintain social distancing in cricket as compared to other sports. And it's shown through the very first series happening very soon. Yeah, that's definitely true. The fact that it's easier to sort of maintain a uh, social distancing in cricket more than in football and in basketball. But it's actually going to be quite interesting how cricket is going to start. But I'm just saying, I really hope the World Cup doesn't get postponed this year. (laughs) Same. I hope so too as well. I actually hope the IPL also isn't isn't postponed, but I mean it had to get postponed and the new dates have been released, which is from September to November. Great time. No way, nice. Anyways, let's start today's topic about technology used in sports. It's quite controversial. I mean, especially in football, since the VAR has annoyed a lot of fans. I absolutely agree. Hundred and ten percent. The VAR has annoyed me so much. But even with the benefits VAR has given to City, like penalties, Man City has lost so many penalties. It's so sad. Yeah, that is just sad. But speaking of VAR, if you didn't know, they use the Hawkeye technology system, which traces the ball's trajectory. And in football, it is the goal line assessment, which is basically uh, reports if, if the ball has gone over the line or not. And wait, what about like the actual VAR system which detects fouls and handballs, which is like the most stressful thing watching it on TV? Yeah, so VAR or the Video Assistant Referee is a video technology used in football to, to reach more accurate decisions. And there are four types of decisions that can be reviewed using VAR. At first, it's used to check for goals, and this they check for offsides or whether the ball is still in play. Secondly, they check for possibilities of red cards and the VAR justifies if the red cards should be allowed or not. Thirdly, it's used to check for penalties, especially in the box or if any players touch the ball with their hand. And lastly, it's used to check for fouls and yellow cards. Also, the results from VAR can be different in different leagues. Mike Riley, the head of the Professional Game Match Officials Board, said that the Premier League officials will follow a softer interpretation of the handball rule. For example, Musa Sissoko from Tottenham in the Champions League final last year against Liverpool had a handball called by, to- uh, by VAR. If this si- same situation occurred in the Premier League, it would be disregarded. You know, I really don't understand like why it is different for each league. I mean, at the end of the day, the rules of football apply to all teams and leagues, but VAR doesn't. Yeah, true. It's quite confusing. Likewise, Actually, it was also mentioned that the Premier League referees will disallow any goal in which the ball strikes the hand of the attacking player, deliberate or otherwise. So my take on the VAR controversy is that at the end of the day, it's a good piece of technology. It works, but there will always be that one person or a group of people who will have a different opinion given that situation in the game. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, I think 
a lot of people have different opinions on the VAR, but um, the NBA similarly uses technology called replay vision to review the last touch decisions. So basically during the last few seconds of a quarter, when the intensity of the game rises, the replay vision is used to determine whether the player actually released the ball before or after the buzzer. Sounds pretty fair. I mean, yeah. Whenever I watch NBA games, the thing that fascinates me is the on-court technology where there is a virtual shot clock, I think, on the free throw, three throw line. It's just amazing. Yeah, I think it's a really cool feature that has been added by TNT, but I'm not sure if it's a useful one. I mean, there's already a shot clock at the bottom right of the screen on the scoreboard, right? And, then, uh, and it seems that most NBA viewers don't like it either. However, the Clippers came up with a technology called Court Vision, and that is, in my opinion, the best thing that ever that was ever used to combine tech and sports. You can literally see anything from special effects when a player scores to live stats and shooting percentages of players at a given position on the court. Okay, now that's actually pretty cool. I have to see that next time. And I, I mean, this court vision um, technology that you mentioned, I think it's actually going to be quite helpful in terms of analyzing each player in the game. And it will surely be revolutionizing in the medical field since it's probably going to be a way to prevent inju- injuries for these athletes. And if it does regularly monitor like their fitness and health levels as it does like during the games. And I guess like the analysis during the gameplay or during practice is may provide data on an athlete's ideal range of motions and which may of course be very helpful for the coaches. And it's going to be quite crucial information for performance but more importantly it's vital to the evaluation and like training of ideal conditions to prevent injuries which may be a game changer yeah it definitely will become the game changer i'll tell you that um the use of advanced high speed and high definition cameras along with biochemical software has allowed teams to have an in-depth view of athletes movements this will certainly be reforming the broadcasting industry with this new innovation. But at the moment, due to the current situation, it doesn't really seem like any of this technology will be helping out the broadcasting firms or even the firms creating such technology. Actually, right now, sports tech investors are remaining loyal, which, I mean, in other words, they seem confident, quite shockingly, due to the rapid rise of media consumption that shows unbelievable figures. And... You know, like with the current community, the sporting fans being so determined to sporting action, it's amazing how fans and athletes, they take their game to connect virtually with one another. For example, the um, FIFA E invite invitation tournament that um, Premier League had hosted and it increases the exposure of the, of the games like FIFA to the public. And it's amazing how the coronavirus pandemic has provided new opportunities for subsectors of the sports industry to become even more mainstream. Speaking of gaming, Call of Duty Warzone has been amazing. Even the new season on mobile is also amazing. Not gonna lie, but it feels so good to play PlayStation now that the exams are over. So true. (laughs) You play PS4, you do know that Xbox is better. Oh my god. (laughs) What a common mistake by Xbox players. Calling Xbox better than PS4. Like, you need a battery for every controller you use. That's just sad. I won't be surprised if you have like a museum of batteries in your house. I mean, you could start living green and reuse those batteries to make like proper silverware for Chelsea. I don't think their cabinet has like seen anything new for the past, you know, 
decade, no, not decade, few years. I'll be honest. Nice. Cheap, cheap. Man, chill. Tua can't handle that much. <laughs> Anyways, oh, nice, to nice. end the most famous argument, PlayStation always has and always will be the better console. And the one thing that proves that is the PlayStation 5 event that happened this weekend. Oh, to be fair, the controller looks amazing. Just amazing. Um, Do you know when yeah. it's going to be out? Like, um, I think Sony confirmed that there will be possibilities of the PS5 releasing near the end of 2020. So uh, I'll definitely be looking forward for the release. Yeah, in the live event, they showed a brand new controller. And I read online how the controller will enhance the experience of playing games. So like when you're feeling it, so you feel like a powerful sensation when driving a car or even shooting in an action game. That sounds like something Xbox cannot and will not ever be able to compete against, I'll tell you that. It also seems like Sony is bringing gaming to real life with the help of only a controller and nothing else. To be fair though, the PS5 looks like a Wi-Fi router uh, covered with two (laughs) sheets of paper. (laughs) Yeah, and what does the Xbox look like? It's just a tall box. It looks like a PC. It It lacks the feeling of a console. You get me? (laughs) that's so true (laughs) to be honest like it seems like gaming is such a good idea right now i mean i hope my i wish my parents got this but like i mean we are technically social distancing and actually it's quite interesting did you guys know that some firms use that virtual reality to hire employees in the coming future now that's a good way of using tech to maintain social distancing yeah so basically they employ um, the employee that is about to get hired. They cr- they're given or they I think they create an avatar of themselves, and the firm gives the avatar like an unknown situation where they're not um, familiar of, and they have to come up with solutions and think on their feet. And also, they might have an opportunity to work in teams, and the firm may get to see their methodology they use while working. And if it is su- suitable for the firm, the employee might get hired. Yay, good thing. I, and I generally feel that it's quite smart, but like, it's not smart at the same time since it's going to be very like expensive and costly at the same time, at the moment, like, and at the moment, many firms will be, have to be cost effective in the way they operate. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea and a good point you make. I mean, imagine they use virtual reality to in, like interview students that want to apply to universities and schools of their choice. I don't think so schools or even universities will use VR for such an occasion. Zoom's probably a safer and easier option. I mean, they already use VR in showing the campus online, which I think is quite smart. Yeah, true. Zoom is quite good for these things. And anyways, on a side note, back to gaming. Another part of the sports industry is like the esports market. And at the moment, esports is currently on the rise with people tuning into everything from like Counter-Strike to League of Legends. And interestingly, um, the viewership on Twitch, which is a go-to site for game, um, game streamers, is up by 31% in March. Did you know that there's a worldwide esports tournament and they are like proper tournaments with like attendance of 7,000 people, but almost 60 million viewers online. And that was for the League of Legends mid-season invitation in 2018. 60 million viewers online. Oh my, that is actually a lot. I mean, I still remember those days when I played League of Legends, but then the IB took over. 
and yeah, I really couldn't do much about that. But since exams are over, I downloaded League of Legends again, again like two days ago, and I really cannot stop playing it. <laughs> nice. You looking to be a pro soon now that summer is starting next week? Very much. You read my mind, Carl. So anyways, these esports tournaments have been cancelled and have disrupted ticket sales and merch sales. However, unlike cricket and football or even basketball, it has been uh, it will be possible to shift esports back online. I can already see quite a lot of issues in esports going online, even though it's not that bad an idea. But like one of the biggest issues would be like the use of AI called aimbots, I think. Yeah. And which is basically a software that automatically aims at enemies players in shooting games which is prohibited during the actual tournament of course and i mean i don't mind using this bot but if everyone starts using it against me then i would really dislike it <laughs> yeah that's so true it was way better without the bots and the content streamed ultimately made it fun to watch game developers have been using anti-cheat softwares that keep getting better and better with every update released and what it basically does is detect all the added software such as aimbots that was not originally included in the game, and it disables them. So I guess you can say that we won't be seeing a lot of aimbots anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, that could work, actually. Mm, yeah. But also, like, I think another big issue, like, very big issue, is that gamers may face, like, internet connection issues, which may be... Ve- and if, like, the gaming organizers, they do... Um, tend to give internet connections to these gamers is going to be very expensive, especially in the short term. And that these organizers will have to ensure that there is no lag whatsoever because even the tiniest bit of lag can result in like in a missed shot or a miscast spell or even a goal for those who play FIFA. Yeah, if I had a deal for every time I rage because of lags, I'll be hanging out with Bill Gates right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep blaming all those losses on lags. Just admit it, you're not as good as you think you are. Oof, Carl, buddy, chill. We've both been going at Tiva. <laughs> you don't have to expose him like that. <laughs> See, but I love how you're talking so much. Bro, I would beat you any day. Well, <laughs> as much as I'd like to prove you wrong, we are almost out of time. And if mm. you would like to learn more about any of the topics discussed today, feel free to contact any member of the sports society, such as myself, Tiwa, or Anand, to join our society. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get notified about all future episodes. And if you're an upcoming athlete in the country or passionate athlete that would like to be featured on the podcast, feel free to contact us to get a chance to talk about your sporting achievements or even your passion for the sport. And please feel free to email us at anant, A-N-N-A-N-T dot B at nocsdubai.ae to get in touch. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and iTunes by typing in sidelines or by searching up our account, which is the NLCS Sports uh, Sports Sock. We'll be back very soon with a special guest lined up, and I'm sure you're all going to really like our next episode. We hope you all enjoyed our discussion about the uses and types of technology used in sport, and hope to see you all next time. Have a great day, stay fit and stay safe. Also, um, guys, watch tonight's game and cheer for Man City.